Well, good evening. My name is Mark, and it's a joy to be with you as we worship and glorify God together on this holy night. And again, I just would say to you, welcome, and I would say Merry Christmas. We're glad you are here. Um, it's really good to be here tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's my hope for you and for those around you that you would have a, a very joyous Christmas this season. I hope your celebrations maybe have already begun together, and I hope you get to spend some time together with the people you love this Christmas. Um, maybe this is a hard season for you. Maybe this is a lonely season for some of you, and if that's the case, I just want to thank you for being here, and I hope that tonight you'll feel that you're part of the community, and you'll feel the love and the joy of Christ here tonight. Well, let's pray. Mighty God, the shepherds of old were full of your praises. They said that all that they had seen and heard was mirrored by what they had been told by the angels. And I pray now that you would move among us by that same Spirit that we too might hear and experience the wonder and the joy of Jesus as we welcome Him into our lives tonight. And I pray now, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for indeed you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, tonight I am going to read a story to you. It's a story called The Stranger, and it's part three of The Family Man's Christmas Treasury, written by Todd Wilson. This is a story that my family, and especially my kids, have enjoyed at Christmas time over the years. And so I thought maybe we could all enjoy it tonight as we meditate on the wonder of Christ's coming. So this is The Stranger. Every Christmas Eve, people gather in churches, big and small, to celebrate the birth of Christ. Bells are rung, candles are lit, silent night is sung, and memories are made. For nine-year-old Sam Tucker, Christmas was his favorite time of the year. But one year, the year of the big snow, people seemed out of sorts on Christmas Eve because a stranger had come to town. The Christmas Eve service was about to begin when Mr. Fisher, one of the elders of the church, spoke up and he said, I don't know what we're going to do. The stranger came to our door last night. You didn't let him in, did you, Norm? Walt Mitchell interrupted. Well, of course, we didn't let him in. 
Do you think I'm crazy, Mr. Fisher shot back? I hollered through the door, and I told him to get off our porch. People in the sanctuary gasped. And then Mr. Fisher added, he didn't say a word. He just turned and left. He showed up at my house three nights ago, Miss Johnson said. I was so scared, I locked myself in the bathroom all night long, and I'm still a nervous wreck. He stopped at our house a week ago, a man in the back of the room yelled. Mine too, a voice piped up. By this time, the lights had been turned up, and it felt more like a basketball game than a Christmas Eve service. All around the room, people told their stories, and it seemed as if the stranger had appeared at all of their homes. Funny thing about it, Mr. Teeple shouted above the roar, is that I've been asking around town, and no one else seems to have seen or have heard of the stranger, just the people in our church. If people weren't scared up until that moment, they were then. Some talked about getting the sheriff involved. Others said they were going to leave town and spend the holiday with relatives. Panic was about to erupt when Pastor Martin stepped in. Let's settle down, everyone, he said in a deep voice. It's snowing something fierce out there. The stranger won't be out on a night like this. People trusted Pastor Martin, and when he spoke, they listened. He said, tomorrow I'll call Sheriff Kelly. We'll see what he can do, but don't let this stranger ruin your Christmas. He stopped talking when a man in a dark suit handed him a note. His eyes scanned the piece of paper, and then he spoke again. He said, the way it looks right now, I'm afraid we're going to have to cut our service short. The roads are getting bad out there. Sam saw the snow piling up in the windowsills of the sanctuary. And truth be known, they were all glad that the service was cut short because most of them didn't feel like celebrating. They just wanted to be safe at home behind locked doors. To close the odd Christmas Eve service, Pastor Martin prayed for safety on the roads as they traveled home and also for protection from the stranger. He finished with a solemn amen, and then he dismissed the congregation with just as solemn a uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Sam and his folks gathered their coats. They said Merry Christmas to a few friends. They handed Miss Martin a, place of, a plate of homemade cookies, and they headed for their car. Pastor Martin was right. It was snowing something fierce out there. And the snow was already over the tops of Sam's boots. Normally, he would have loved to have played in the snow like this, but the possibility of a run-in with the stranger kept him from doing so. On the drive home, Sam asked, Dad, how come we're the only home the stranger hasn't visited? I don't know, Sam, his dad said. He didn't tell him he was wondering the same thing. You don't think he'll be out tonight, do you? Sam asked. I think Pastor Martin is right, his dad answered. It's snowing too hard outside. Besides, it's five degrees below zero. 
You don't have to worry. He won't be out on a night like this. Sam hoped his dad was right. Inside the safety of their home, Sam forgot about the stranger, and he ran to the Christmas tree to plug in the Christmas lights. He knelt down between the tree and the wall, as he had every day for the last three weeks, and he plugged in the lights. But nothing happened. Dad, something's wrong with the Christmas tree lights, Sam yelled, hoping his dad was nearby. They won't turn on, he said. His dad took a look, and after several attempts to fix the problem, he gave up. I guess we're going to have to enjoy the tree without lights this year, his dad said. Ah, what kind of Christmas is it without lights on the tree, Sam whined. As he said that, his mischievous dog, Charlie, shot by with something sticking out of his mouth. Sam chased after him, cornered him, and removed three mangled figures from the nativity scene. They were so chewed up that Sam had to look under the now dark tree where the nativity scene sat to see which figures had been eaten. And to his horror, he found that it was Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. Mom! Charlie chewed up Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus, he shouted. His mother looked at the mangled plastic figures in his hand and tried to comfort her son. For Sam, this looked to be the worst Christmas ever. Because it was a Christmas Eve tradition, Sam's dad started a fire in the fireplace, dimmed the lights, and turned on some Christmas music. Outside, the wind howled and slapped the house, making them feel snug and warm inside. Although still upset about the ruined nativity figures and dark Christmas tree, Sam was just beginning to enjoy the music and the fire when all of a sudden, the music stopped and the lights went out. What happened? Sam questioned as fear and coldness crept over him. Well, the storm probably knocked down a power line, his dad said. It'll be back on soon, his mom hoped out loud. Well, at least we have a nice fire and plenty of hot chocolate, his dad said. You can bet we'll never forget this Christmas Eve. Sam's dad had no idea how right he was. For the next hour... They all sat snuggled together in a pile of blankets and listened to the wind whistle across the top of the chimney, hoping that the lights would come back on soon. Then it happened. They froze, hoping they hadn't heard the sound that they feared would come. They held their breath and listened. A tingle ran down each of their backs. Sam and his mother looked at his dad to see what he would do. He got up. He headed for the door. Afraid to be left alone, Sam and his mother followed. His dad held a candle which 
cast long shadows in the dark rooms, and together they made their way to the front door when the knock came again. As they stopped and peered out the door, they saw a single dark figure standing in the swirling snow. In their hearts, they knew it was him. Sam's mom started to say something, but her husband answered before she even asked the question. He said, I can't just leave him out there in the cold and the snow. And then he said, don't worry, it'll be okay. His dad reached his hand, turned the doorknob, and whoosh, the cold wind pushed the door open and snow spilled through the crack. There in the howling wind and the deep snow stood the stranger. He looked at Sam and his parents, and they looked at him with a voice warm against the cold air. He said, it's awfully cold out here. Would it be all right if I came in for a while? His dad just hesitated and then answered the shivering man, and he said, come on in. Here, sit down by the fire and warm up. Our power is off, but this is the best place in the house. The stranger was tall and thin. Several of his yellow and brown teeth were missing. His hair and bushy beard were greasy and covered with snow that had begun to melt. He was beyond dirty, and he smelled terrible. His only protection against the bitter cold was an old blanket wrapped around his shoulders. Sam's mom brought the man a steaming cup of hot chocolate, and his dad handed him a a woolly blanket and said, this might help. Thank you, the man whispered. Sam's dad introduced himself and his family to the stranger and then asked their unexpected guest his name. Jesse, the man said softly. My name is Jesse. He cupped the hot chocolate in his warm and dirty hands and relaxed his shoulders. The firelight shone brightly in his eyes. Sam thought Jesse looked overwhelmed by his family's kindness, almost like he was holding back his emotions or holding back his tears. His mom and dad asked Jesse lots of questions, which he answered with short, simple answers. Not like he was trying to to withhold anything, but just that he didn't use many words. You haven't gotten a very warm welcome around here, have you? His dad finally said. Yeah, that's how it is in most places, Jesse answered. That night, Jesse didn't say a whole lot. He mostly drank hot chocolate, smiled, and listened. Sam told him about the Christmas tree lights, which didn't work, and about the nativity figures that had been eaten, and Jesse laughed out loud when Sam described pulling the nativity figures out of the slobbery mouth of Charlie the dog. Jesse asked to see those mangled pieces, and so Sam disappeared into the dark part of the house to retrieve them and brought to Jesse the 
chewed up pieces of plastic. Jesse smiled at the smiled at the teeth marks, set the pieces aside, leaned back, and pulled an old knife out of his pocket. Sam's mom would have been startled had she seen the stranger holding a knife, but luckily she was in the kitchen getting more hot chocolate. When she returned, Jesse had chosen a small piece of wood from beside the fire and was cutting large pieces of bark from around the stick. A few minutes later, a figure of a man began to emerge from the wood. His hands worked quickly, turning the wood. He cut deep gouges into the wood, and, and chips of wood piled up in his, in his lap. You're very talented, Jesse, Sam's dad said with admiration. Jesse smiled modestly, embarrassed by the attention. Who taught you to carve like that, Sam asked. My dad did, he responded thoughtfully. They watched and asked questions occasionally while Jesse whittled. One hour turned into two and then three, and the talking melted away, and Sam and his family fell asleep as the stranger continued to work. It was all quiet except for the occasional pop from the fire. The, the amazing thing was that Sam's family was able to sleep with the stranger right there in their home. Perhaps it was because of the warmth of the room. For even as the fire burned down, the warmth grew until it felt like a warm hug. At some point during the night, Sam awakened from, the, from his sound sleep. He opened his eyes and he saw Jesse with his blanket pulled up around his shoulders. He was staring into the darkened fireplace. There wasn't much left of the fire except a few, a few embers, but a blazing light shone on Jesse's face. It felt like a dream, but Sam knew he wasn't dreaming. Jesse's lips moved like he was singing or praying or talking to himself. But no one else was awake in the room. Sam watched for a while and saw a shiny tear make its way down Jesse's dirty cheek. Why is he crying, Sam wondered. He couldn't decide if it was because his family had taken him in or because he had been treated so badly in their town. Sam was about to ask when Jesse slowly turned his face toward him. Sam thought about closing his eyes and pretending that he was asleep, but for some reason, he couldn't. Jesse looked at Sam, and Sam saw that Jesse's eyes flickered like the candles of Christmas Eve. Had it not felt so dreamlike, Sam might have burst out screaming or giggling. Thank you, Sam, he said quietly. Merry Christmas. Sam smiled, and then he closed his eyes, and he was carried off into sleep. Early the next morning, Sam was awakened by a change that had taken place in the room. Christmas carols played softly on the radio, and the lights were shining on the Christmas tree. The power was back on, and Christmas had come. Where's Jesse? Sam's mom asked. For a minute, Sam had forgotten about the night before, but then he remembered and he turned and he saw Jesse's thick blanket 
gathered around the spot where he had sat. There was an empty cup. There were some wood shavings, but there was no Jesse. I guess he had to leave, Sam's dad said, tossing another log onto the fire. Sam got up and ran to the front door, hoping that Jesse had not gotten far. Maybe he could call him back and invite him to breakfast. When he got to the door, the snow was piled high against it. In the, in the street, um, the snow was heavy. And Sam noticed in the whiteness that there were no footprints, no tracks leading from their house. The blowing snow couldn't have covered the tracks that fast, Sam thought. And besides, Jesse forgot his blanket. Disappointed, Sam returned to the Christmas tree where his parents had placed all kinds of packages underneath it. He fell to his knees and began to look through the the gift tags when something under the tree caught his eyes. He looked closer, and he saw that Jesse had completed the missing pieces of the nativity set. Although unpainted, they looked incredibly lifelike. Sam lifted Joseph close to his face, and he could see on Joseph's forehead uh, wrinkles of worry and concern. Sam touched his tiny, rugged hands and half expected the the fingers to twitch. Mary looked so young and so frail that Sam was afraid he he would hurt her if he held her too tightly. After examining them closely, he then picked up the smallest figure from the center of the nativity set. It was Jesus, but he didn't look like any baby Jesus that Sam had ever seen. The baby wasn't smiling. He didn't have those chubby arms or golden hair you often see. This Jesus in the manger looked plain and dirty. As he held the tiny piece in his hands, the the same strange warmth from the night before again wrapped itself around him. Sam smiled, placed the the little Christ child figure back where he belonged, and he ran to his mom and dad and gave them a big hug. Christmas had come to his house. That was the last time anyone saw the stranger. He just disappeared on that snowy Christmas Eve And life returned to normal for the little church on the edge of town. But one nine-year-old boy and his family never forgot the night of the big snow and the visit from the stranger. The end. Amen. The Bible says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered there before Him and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. 
and he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left hand. And then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king will reply, truly I say to you, Whenever you did this for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. And I pray that we will all make room in our hearts and in our homes for Christ this Christmas. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Merry Christmas. Amen.